This is Tall Boy Radio. Each week, your hosts, Beans, Gaz, and Andy, grab a beer and discuss whatever it is that's on our minds. We try to keep things uncomplicated. The premise for this podcast is as simple as we are. Not only can you listen to us at tallboyradio.com and on every podcast platform, you can also watch the video version on YouTube. Just search for Tall Boy Radio or click on the link on our website. If you have a story and want to feature on the show or just want to get in touch, drop us an email at mail at tallboyradio.com or leave us a comment on social media at Tallboy Radio on Twitter and Facebook and at Tallboy Radio Podcast on Instagram. Or you can leave us a message on the Anchor app, which we can play on the show. Right, the show is about to begin, so go grab yourself a cold one, kick back and enjoy. Welcome back to episode 119 of Tall Boy Radio. Now, long-term listeners who've been with us from the start will know that this podcast started off as Beans Does Stuff, but then we added Gaz and Andy and it became Tall Boy Radio. And today marks the 100th episode of Tall Boy Radio as it stands. Gaz is clocking up his 91st appearance and Andy's in with his 94th. So do you guys want to say hello before we tell you a little bit about what we're doing today? Yeah, great to be here, guys. 100 episodes of Tall Boy Radio. Didn't think we'd get this far, but we're here. Loved every minute of it. Tonight I'm drinking, it's a new beer for me, I haven't tried this before, Victory Ale it's called, and it's from Batemans Brewery, it's about 6% I think, and it's a lovely sort of golden, sort of darky golden colour, quite peppery, a little bit of sort of zesty orange in there as well, so quite tasty actually. Very nice. Andy? Howdy, I'm on the old left. Yeah, I'm looking forward to today, the old uh, time guys. I'm a few beers down already, <laughs> so I don't know <laughs> Good how... lad. Go here and I'm going to be later on, later on. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> well, I have got a Vocation Imperial Banana, which I have had on the podcast before. Comes in at a very healthy 11.4%. But I thought, don't want to start off with a weak one, so I've got one a little bit stronger as well. It's Keys Catchy by the Coconuts, which is a chocolate and coconut pastry stout, which is 119 So packs a bit of a punch. It's basically like drinking Bounty with Baileys in it absolutely spot on now as we said it's a little bit of a different episode tonight we're going to hand over to the boys from illinois the guys from the pub time podcast and they're just going to take it wherever it goes so let's hand over to you guys and see what happens well welcome everybody it's the pub time podcast i'm ryan and i'm brad and always we have dick and date hey guys the strong silent type (laughs) perfect for radio these two guys (laughs) over here i think both drinking delirium red We're, we're trying you know, we're trying to expand our horizons a little bit. So. Yeah, in honor of you guys, yeah, we picked up the red and the blue. The red's 8%, the blue's 8.5%. Obviously, these have made it on camera plenty of times in your guys' episodes. But I tell you what, I do really enjoy the red. I haven't had the blue yet, but we'll get there, I'm sure. That red's a gem. That it's red a, is a gem. A, yeah, I've got one gem. of Andy's favorites, the Golden Drac. We'll be getting into that here pretty soon, so... Watch it pop it open. What are we waiting for? I gotta, I gotta finish. I got, I got the Guinness open, getting warmed up. I got this one. I gotta pace myself. <laughs> I pace myself. All right, five for five. All right, five we kind of went back and forth. I thought maybe I had a better one. This one's pretty plain Jane, but I figured I would maybe gear it more towards you guys. And that is top five British bands of all time. Bands or artists in general? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I was shocked. I did, you know, quick Google. I mean, I know the obvious ones, but I kind of did a quick Google search just, and I was blown away by how many people that I guess I perceived as being maybe American artists that 
a British artist, you know, and just, I don't know, because of their popularity or whatever the case may be. But yeah, it was kind of eye opening for sure. Cool. Who's going first then? Yeah. Well, how about you want to start off, Ryan? I love starting it off. Let's go. All right. (laughs) My number five, Elton John. Okay. That's a good one. I said that's solid, especially on the piano. That guy, I mean, Granted, I'm not a huge fan of the outfits and stuff, but he definitely <laughs> sold himself in the 70s. I'm sure one of you guys got a pair of them boots somewhere, but... <laughs> Maybe gas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> only, only on the weekend. We're okay. Saturday. <laughs> yeah, hell, you do what you do, bud. All right, number four, I'm going Bad Company. All right, probably one of my favorite rock bands of all time. Number three, he easily could probably be a little higher on this list, but that's Eric Clapton. Not that I ever really listened to much when he was like in Cream or uh, the Yardbirds. You know, it's a little before my time, but Eric Clapton, probably one of the greatest guitar players of all time. Number two, Pink Floyd. Love, love, love some Pink Floyd, which I've, I've described before on this show how many times I sat in my bedroom when I was younger. And I, I bet I've listened to Dark Side of the Moon 150 times front to back just over and over and over. And then uh, number one, Black Sabbath. Probably more Ozzy Osbourne, but you got to enjoy where it came from. That was Black Sabbath. So that would be my number one. You guys want to swap back and forth when you guys go and then we'll go? Or do you want us to round it up and then pass it over to you? Don't mind. Do you want to go, Gaza? Do you want to chuckle? Yeah, with I, I'll go. It was quite hard because there was definitely there was... some people who, as, as you've just mentioned, you didn't possibly expect to be... Sort of British, but I've got number five, Dire Straits. Money so for lo- yeah, lo- love, love Dire Straits. So growing up, it was just easy listening. And the Money for Nothing album was just fantastic. I've got Elton John at number four. Um, right. lo- yeah, love Elton John. Number three, Oasis, which was, they, they were just huge in this country. They were absolutely massive. Sort of British pop. They still are. I mean, did yeah. the Gallagher brothers, have they disappeared or? or I think they, they, they do, well, in particular, Noel sort of has started up a, a sort of a, a band a sort of offshoot of oasis i suppose you don't really hear that much about liam at the moment but noel i think he still does he does a bit to be fair doesn't he adam you probably know a bit more about oasis than i do yeah you've got well he does it's the high flying birds isn't it? and stuff like that yeah they, they don't do anything together they don't get on too well they're always in the press commenting on each other and not having anything good to say yeah i feel the same um, my brother so i get it <laughs> and then number two for me was the beatles that they, they again I, I sort of didn't really start listening to them until m- much later than perhaps I should have done, but just some of their songs were j- just incredible. And then the number one for me was Queen. I absolutely love Queen. Growing up, I listened to them all the time. I, I thought Freddie was a fantastic showman, frontman, arguably one of the sort of the best frontmen showmen that, that, that you've got. So uh, Queen for me was number one. Yeah, how about that? How about that? Freddie Mercury, one of the greatest frontmen of all time. I don't know if you guys ever listened. <laughs> that's, that's we had a five for five on top five frontmen. And it never he aired. Was, he it was, never aired. It never aired. Okay, so we never... But I had Freddie Mercury as my number one, and Ryan just tore me to pieces over it. <laughs> really? No. I came out no. a little bit. I'm not going to lie. No, Freddie Mercury. I mean, when, when they did the, the Live Aid concert back in the mid-80s, he absolutely held Wembley Stadium in the palm of his hand. He was incredible. Absolutely, absolutely. incredible. Yeah, guys have missed somebody out there, though, dude. Who've missed out, Gorman? Lost souls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, arguably. Oh, his uh, his okay. brother recorded an EP. Oh, yeah? It, it, yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so I'll go, and Ryan will probably tear me up for a few of these. That's okay. Uh, that's what we live for. Number five, this is one of the bands I did not realize was a British-based band, and that is Mumford & Sons. Uh, so I put them at number five. I do have Oasis at number four. At number three, I put David Bowie. I can get down with that. At number two, this is the one I'm going to take some heat for, but I think that she is one of the most talented vocalists I've ever heard, and that's Adele. Boy. And yeah. then my number one, like Gaz, I have Queen. Yes. For sure. And they, you know, Freddie Mercury, everything. One of the, Probably one of the best live bands you could ever see, I would yeah. imagine, would be Queen. And that's where I'm at, man. How many times do you see them live? Zero, obviously. Okay. But... I don't know what the hell you're talking about. See, that's what, you, that's what YouTube's for. Absolutely. I just got to bust his balls a little bit. So. <laughs> yeah, you need to on that Adele one a little bit, I think. Oh, yeah. So is that that's a question for you guys, I guess. I mean, obviously I get, you know, being, you know, she's a female solo artist, so it's a little different than the other bands and artists we've mentioned. But how popular, I mean, she's super popular in the states i mean how popular is she over there yeah she, she's she's a huge star she got voted it a couple of years ago now but she got voted the most influential female artist in terms of sort of if she says jump everybody says how high and, high, and there was there was sort of clamor over her next, next album, album and it, it, she's huge yeah yeah just like the beyonce the beyonce of the yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> all right who's next do you want me to go? Yeah, go on the beans. Yeah. Number five, I went with Blur. Now, there was, a, there was a bit of a tussle at the time between themselves and Oasis. And if you'd asked me back then, I probably would have said Oasis was a better band. But I think when you listen back to their music, a lot of their lyrics are pretty meaningless and, and just nonsensical, whereas Blur are really quite witty. And I quite like Damon Album. I think he's quite an intelligent chap. Number, number four, in Spiral Carpets purely and simply just for one album that they did. If you ever get a chance out there, if you've never heard of Inspiral Carpets out there in the States, I don't know how big they were out there, check out the album Life because it is phenomenal. Number three, The Beatles. I love The Beatles. You know, my stag do ended up in Liverpool and we went around the Beatles Museum. I don't remember any of it because these guys... <laughs> I was going to say we. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I was there. <laughs> Body, maybe not spirit, but yeah, I was there and I, and I was in a lot of pain. I was just basically checking out where the nearest toilets were. It's like a peak most of the time, but, it, you know, I do. I love The Beatles. Number two, probably created, I would say the greatest album of all time but you can probably argue with me on this one that's the stone roses their eponymous album that they did in 1989 is just phenomenal from start to finish yeah i don't think you'll find a better album that doesn't feature morrissey so number one is the smiths so i like that his almost what? his entire list and did you even recognize some of those? Uh, a couple of them, the blur for that sure. Was, that was the best part of the list. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, you like this. You know. It, it, no, it shows the de- like right. what we consider to be good. Right. Versus. Yeah, definitely. Oh no, 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 no. Smiths are not good. It's just, it's just, a, it's just great. number one. <laughs> <laughs> we don't agree that they are great or good. Right, but right. It's just the beans is number one. That, that's all. Yeah. Well, that's the way I see the five for five. It's not necessarily the best. It's just your favorite. You know, your yeah, favorite yeah. five. Yeah, things or whatever. I've been waiting for Dick's list. So I think if anybody's ever listened to this show for more than ten seconds, they know that I hate 
participated in five for five. I have no problem commenting on anything that Ryan says, anything that Brad says, but I hate participating. Yeah, he has no problem shitting on any one of your choices. He just doesn't have any of his own. One of my well, one of my biggest fears is coming up with the exact same list as you guys because I would never want to be you know, any in any way related in that way, shape, or form. But I did come up with a list that kind of may, may even show my age a little bit. But number five, Duran Duran. Okay. Yeah, hungry yeah. like a wolf. Hungry like a wolf. Number four, Sting or the Police, whichever, but but most specifically yeah. Sting. Number three, Queen, which duplicates. I guess. Uh, number two, the Bee Gees. All right. <laughs> and number one, Ozzy. Ozzy Black Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah. That I can so, agree with. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. And I'm so. Bee Gees British. Ozzy. No, Bee Gees. I thought they were Australian. Are they They're Australian? I don't know. Hey, did you? Did I you break? Is character? So, in order to <laughs> provide this, I I googled English musicians. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'll cook it up. Australian. So maybe Google has failed me in this. Uh... <laughs> oh, I, I, I could be right. I, 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 he's definitely on it. Look at his eyes. He's definitely looking at this now. He's on his look at him. <laughs> he's not. He's yeah. ordering beer. I like that though because nobody, <laughs> yeah. nobody, nobody in this room would have called me out on that. No, so. no. I, mean, I was surprised when I heard it. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't expect that. No. Uh, at least Robin Gibb, I guess, is. Uh... Well, if he is, then Andy Gibbs is too. So. <laughs> You have to be, you'd, yeah, you'd think so. Yeah. The two I pitch, my ears don't pick them up very well. <laughs> All right, now we got to hear from the Viking. What do you got up there? I, I struggled with this list originally. I was like, can I even name five English people? <laughs> and then uh, when I started writing it down, I was like, oh, actually, there's quite a few. I did I did do a little Googling as well, and, and Fleetwood Mac have a few members of the UK, and I thought, well, could I slap them on this list? And I thought... Nah, I'll, I'll stick with a few that I know. So I've got number five, Pink Floyd. Right. They're, they're a group. It's only probably the last couple of years I've, I've been getting more into. I don't know whether that's from lockdown or drinking more or what, but it's, it makes more sense. <laughs> you know what helped me when I was younger? You just you smoke a little bit of weed. It's that whole album. No problem. Oh, it's, it's not legal in the UK. Yeah. It wasn't legal here for a long time either. <laughs> Still made Pink Floyd better. I've got the Manic Street Preachers at number four. Yeah. A, a Welsh group that I've seen them a couple of times and I, I just love their style. Number three, I don't think anyone would have heard of, called Earth Tone Nine. They're like a, a really indie metal band that. I've, I've probably seen them like eight or nine times now, and I, I think they should be on the big stage, but obviously they're not. So I've made it. <laughs> it's awesome. It's, it's a tough one. And then number two, I've I struggled with. I went for the Beatles in the end. I had to flip a coin on the number two, and then Queen at number one. Just Freddie has always been in my life. It's <laughs> awesome. Until then, what? I'll keep that to yourself, to be honest. <laughs> He's been inside me a lot. <laughs> it's, where, it's the, the age-old guy when Elton John went to the doctors. He said, oh, I've been having all the symptoms. I'm not sure what's wrong with me. And he said, I know what's wrong with you. He said, you've got too much mercury in your blood. <laughs> See, El- Elton John's a strong contender for the list as well. He's just one of them characters, isn't he? Yeah, you but, said performers. I mean, he was. That guy was all over the place. Did anyone? Know? Did anyone oh. say Led Zeppelin? No, no Zeppelin. Oh, you know that, that it was a sort of notable. 
and I had yeah. got Fleetwood Mac on on a note on a notable. I'd actually got Coldplay as well on one of my no, sort of honourable mentions sort of thing because I quite like Coldplay. But then Le- yeah, Led Zeppelin as well. Yeah, Coldplay's a good one too. I, I, I do have one that I really enjoy. No one said because hot. This is a hot take. I do not enjoy them at all. That's the Rolling Stones. So glad. <laughs> Out of thirty choices, not one person chose them. So <laughs> right, I, 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 I crossed them off my list. I don't. Know. <laughs> uh, they, they were on my notable mentions. So that's they the best list you got. Uh, or uh, one I I kind of debated over a little bit was the Clash. About yeah, yeah. Iron Maiden, yeah, yeah. Motorhead. Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, yeah, I was I was a little more into metal, you know. But you know, you don't talk about '80s metal without talking about Iron Maiden. Or True. Yeah. Lemmy and. Well, and Bruce Dickinson, right? I mean, you could say he's one of the best frontmen of all time. Yeah. yeah. You know, Iron Maiden. So, crack the blue, boys. Oh, how do you find that one? I'll let you know in a minute. <laughs> I I think the blues five times better than the red one. The red one weird aftertaste for me. I love the blue though. Tastes different bottled than can. He's like Andy in your little collection. You had some nice white delirium bottles. Yeah. We can't find those here. White delirium bottles. Like yeah. ceramic. The, you know the ceramic ones. You know. Oh, you know yeah. your normal. You know your normal yeah, delirium. Yeah. Delirium tremens yeah. size. Yeah. 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 We, we yeah, can't find decent. those here. That's a. They're like nine. Nine point two percent. They're they're pretty standard over here. It's harder to get the the blue ones and the cherry ones compared to that one. Nice the cherry one. <laughs> so, does anyone have any other bands they want to, or artists they want to talk about that maybe were I, left off people's five for five? I nearly put the Who in, and then also Sex Pistols. Do you know what I mean? They changed the yeah. face of music. You know, I mean, they were they were pretty they were pretty serious contenders. You know, until everything went pear shaped for them. I can't yeah. believe that nobody's mentioned some. You know, people are like Take That or Boyzone or One Direction or you know, what I mean, we've all got old school. I mean, come on, guys, we've got to go with the times. <laughs> Spice Girls. Spice Girls. <laughs> absolutely. There we go. What what I like is Andy got away with holding up his notebook there, his podcasting notebook, and literally he's still on the first page with 190 episodes. Oh, no. So you, got, you guys want to be honest I got that because this I've, week. Never, I've never oh, seen that, that, that notebook. <laughs> never seen it. So you guys must be absolutely honoured to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a conference on Tuesday and I got this notebook and I thought, my new podcast notebook. He wrote his list then. He wasn't doing any work at the conference. He wrote his list then. That's what happened. It'd be the only thing that ever makes it in that notebook. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah. Beer and bands. <laughs> All right. So so basically our uh, first topic for the night, just kind of a random, it's a fairly popular topic in news right now. But there's some we've discussed it a couple times. We even brought his name up with, you know, possibly being from another place but uh right elon musk is he the most powerful man in the world right now so i think he's on paper i believe he's currently the richest man in the world yeah but you got to think right now between spacex tesla and just purchasing one of i don't know if it's the largest social media platform or at least one of the largest social media platforms you know has he essentially become the most powerful man in the world as a result of that. I don't know. I figure it's kind of up for debate. I guess it depends on what you think makes someone powerful. But I, just to be in that position seems insane to me, where you have control of sort of technology of the future and then how people are going to communicate is all right there in your lap. It is crazy. 
It is crazy. And I, I think when you say the most powerful, often you equate wealth with power as well, don't you? And that dude's, if you can afford to chuck 45 billion to buy Twitter, which wasn't, didn't make any money for the first, what, five, 10 years of its existence, then fair play, you know, and, and it's incredible that's going to be deemed worth that amount of money as well. Just, just to say. Brad told me he paid double. I don't think it was double, double but, but I think was, it was over market value. Right. Because uh, he basically wanted to make him an offer they couldn't refuse. Yeah. As I understood. It, it's strange, isn't it? Because, you know, the most powerful men, you so arguably you'd look at at the moment, agree or disagree, Biden and Putin, you know, massive superpowers. They could push the button and go, yeah, is that powerful? But all you have to look at is even with the Ukraine crisis now and Russia, what do they try to do? They try to disrupt the communication flow. There's propaganda. There's all, So if you can, if you have a hold of a massive communication tool, like Twitter, social media, you can absolutely influence what people see, what people read, et cetera, et cetera. So therefore, for the flip side, if you're not going to push the button, but you can influence what people see and read. Right. So how, how does, how do the English perceive censorship? You know, cause that's, that's the biggest talking point I think with him purchasing that is, you know, I think maybe one group feels like maybe now they'll be censored a little more than the other, or that'll just be a free for all. Yeah. You know, how does the English community as a whole view being censored, you know, or how do they feel? Are there things in England that are censored maybe in that same way? Yeah, we, we passed the trusted media, well, not we, we weren't responsible for it, but it went through our parliament, the trusted media bill, so that the media, including the BBC and the printed press, have to go along with Boris Johnson's take on things like the coronavirus and what have you. And it hasn't been repealed, you know what I mean? Right. We're not really talking about it much in the British press now, but it hasn't been repealed. It hasn't been repealed. So you, you cannot trust the BBC, you cannot trust the newspapers because it's biased and it's and censored. And there's follow. Yeah, yeah, you you certainly you know you you have to go on online and find your news from trusted sources because these places cannot be trusted. It is purely propaganda. The problem there being is then there's a lot of fake news and there's a lot of like if you take like what's going on with the Amber Heard case and Johnny Depp, was it Joe Rogan was saying that 11 percent of the people who are actively talking about that on Twitter are fake accounts that, that are there just purely to influence opinion. And there's plenty of these people who are influencing people's opinion by sharing what they what they would put across as trusted sources and aren't. And, and it's how it's, it'd be interesting to see how he deals with that. Yeah, I don't know if it was it was it was somebody that might have been Todd or Johnny maybe that, that tweeted there was a photo of the the Johnny Depp case and then there was the uh, Gislaine Maxwell sort of case and stuff and it was like actually the coverage that Johnny Ma uh, the Johnny Depp's case is is sort of That's getting it is, is 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 ridiculous absolutely ridiculous compared to potentially what is well you know it is a much more serious case. And and you hardly heard anything of the Ghislaine Maxwell stuff at all, really. Or well, we we didn't really. I don't know what it's like for you guys over there, no, but we the didn't. Yeah, I, radio silence. I agree completely. Like you had the only reason the Johnny Depp case is even on TV is because he's a movie star. I yeah. mean that that same court case happens every day in the United States yeah. as yeah. far as what they're debating. The only reason it's it's so public is because of who's involved. Absolutely. And then you have the Ghislaine Maxwell case that is really relevant and you don't hear a thing about it and i think the reason that is is because there's a lot of really powerful people who are probably tied into what's going on there yeah. and don't want people to know which which should be more of an issue i mean 
I've numerous times have I voiced my opinion on pedophilia and things like that. And I feel like, you know, a community that doesn't protect their children, you know what I mean? That are willing to let things go for money and things like, I mean, that's what we're talking about. These people are in high places. They're very powerful people, you know, quote unquote, and they're basically untouchable. So if you're not willing to protect your children, what, what else are you willing to let go? You know what I mean? That's one of the most innocent things in the world as a child. Well, don't forget as well, the previous CEO, CEO of Twitter stood down on the opening day of the Ghislaine Maxwell trial and a number of other key CEOs stood down on the same day. And that's not a coincidence, is it? Let's be honest. Right. And, and that's the whole reason. I, I mean, that in, in itself or, you know, the culmination of things like that is why Elon Musk wanted to purchase Twitter in the first place is to... Hey, let's you know, I you know, freedom of speech is is important to us, and let's get rid of the censorship, and really, truly let all opinions be heard, and not only opinions that are geared toward a certain agenda or a certain you know political bias or whatever the case may be. So, I, it, like you said, it'll be interesting to see kind of what direction he goes with it. How how much of thing you know, once he really starts diving in, how much of what has been going on gets exposed or not. You know, I'm, I'm very curious to see what comes of it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Everything will be uh, Tesla advertised. Sweet, <laughs> 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 yeah. sponsored by Tesla. <laughs> so speaking of that, I heard I was driving to work yesterday morning and I was listening to a morning radio show and they were talking about a book and I, I wish I could remember the, the title of the book. But this guy is essentially, the, the book is about, you know, 15 to 20 years in the future. And he says that, you know, 15 years from now that you won't have a need to own your own vehicle, that the road will basically be filled with automated vehicles that you just summon one when you need it. It comes and picks you up, takes you to work. There won't be parking lots or parking decks because they'll just drive around on the roads while, you know, you're working or wherever you need to be. And that's just fascinating to me. I mean, I know that that kind of Tesla sort of has something like that going on right now, but to think of it being you know, excelled to that scale is super fascinating. I mean, how, how does, how do you guys feel about sort of the, maybe the transition from gas powered vehicles to electric and then how it may kind of carry us into the future? I'm a bit concerned about it at the moment. Just purely and simply because in the UK, a lot of our power isn't sort of nuclear, it isn't clean. It's all fossil fuel generated. So I'm not sure whether it makes a lot of sense switching to electricity right now. I mean, I get it, and you know, because I know Andy's getting an electric car quite soon, and he was telling me how much money he's going to save on it. And, you know, I, I, that, that side of it makes sense on a personal level. And then you look at how the lithium is used for the batteries and whether it's been ethically sourced and there's, there's a good argument to say a lot of it isn't and then when you're looking at everything being recyclable one thing that isn't recyclable is the batteries from electric cars they're, they're around for a lifetime and and yeah. I, I don't know i mean I, I think it's interesting that what you're saying about cars picking up you only have to see the shift change in the last two years of people working from home you know andy's life's changed dramatically i know he's back in the office a little bit now my wife works purely from home apart from one day a week and his wife works purely from home like apart from well she's on maternity leave at the moment so she's at home and living the dream but you know when she goes back she's going to be she's going to be working from home anyway so i don't know what will change for her yeah and i agree with that i think that one of that's one of the most interesting double standards i think that exist with certain people pushing you know electric cars because of you know they're green or this or that well what by what means are you producing that electricity 
is that electricity being produced by burning coal? You know, because that's that goes against your whole green concept, like you said, or the recyclability of the lithium batteries. Uh, you know that they're around forever. What do you do with them once you know they've died? And then, yeah. of course, you know by what means they're sourcing the lithium and all that. I think you're completely spot on with uh, those are concerns. I think that should be addressed. I just think you've got, in a way, you've got double standards across the board. You know, you've got all these world leaders meeting in a G12 summit about you know, you know clean clean energy and 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 the the, the saving of the planet. And they all rock up in private jets with however many people that's the biggest polluters on on the planet are planes. And all of a sudden, all these people are rocking up all in travel this and travel that. And then they stand on a podium and talk about, oh, let, we've got to save the planet. It's like, come on, guys, seriously. You know, have a think. Yeah, it's, it's the whole do as I say, not as I do. Absolutely, yeah. Obviously, it's with just, our government here in the United States, you get a lot of talking out of both sides of their mouth. I mean, that's a, <laughs> no, I'm not sure if it's the same way in the UK, but oh, it it's is. no different. It's no, no different, different over here. I, I figured, I figured. Hey, so. are, are there term limits in the UK? Yeah. Well, every five, every five years, yeah, every five years you have to have a, you have, it's a little bit different over here because you vote for your local candidate and then your local candidate select the prime minister. So when the previous, when a prime minister stands down, the party stays in power and they get to select them. And then there's different votes and so no confidence or what, and what have you. But no, you, the, the term is, the term is five years, but you can, you can stand as many times as you like. Margaret Thatcher was what, from 79 till early 90s, you know, she had 12, 13 years in power, wasn't she? Something but even like, that, like yeah. member, members of parliament, can they serve as long as they keep getting elected? Can they serve yeah. forever, basically? Yeah, as long, if, as, long, if, as long as you get effective, as long as your constituency or as long as there are, there are people within your um, voting region that want you to stand, then yes, theoretically, you can you could stand. And if people continue to vote for you, then, yeah, you, you could continue to serve. Where we live here, so we we live in Cheshire East, myself and Gaz. Basically, it's it's been conservative, literally since since probably since the early nineteen hundreds. They've got a massive majority, about twenty odd thousand, and that they're never going to lose. The people are going to vote for them because it's in their best interest to have it. So if you're if you're a Tory candidate, there, you know you know you're in for life if you want it. Yeah, yeah, and that's what you. So we in Illinois, I would say that if you looked at the map of Illinois, and they colored the counties based off political affiliation between conservative or, you know, Republicans and Democrats or conservative and liberal, like on a colored map, I would say 80% of the counties in Illinois are conservative, but the entirety of Chicago is liberal or, you know, Democrat. So, I mean, essentially Chicago decides who the yeah. governor is. Um, Chicago decides where the electoral votes are cast during the presidential election. I think Dick, in my, in my Dick lifetime, is turning as red as Andy's beard right now. In my <laughs> lifetime, I think in my lifetime we've only had what one Republican governor, Jim Edgar. Yeah. Or no, but uh, what's his face? Browner. Bruce a couple Browner. years ago so was Jim a, Edgar uh, and Browner. But, see the th the thing from the thing that I, a lot of Brits. Are, don't can't get their head around in terms of sort of the, the, the American electoral system is that actually the guy with the most votes actually might not win effectively because you have weighting and you have various states that are worth more seats or less seats and, and it's like actually he got more votes but isn't in because it, his party didn't win as many different sort of counties or whatever so uh, quite a lot of the guys in, in, in the UK that I speak to that they sort of can't quite get their head around that but 
Yeah, that, and that's the whole electoral college. Yeah. Deal. And I think the only time in my life that the whoever won the presidency didn't win the popular vote was when George W. Bush beat Al Gore. Right. So Al Gore won the popular vote, but George W. Bush won the electoral college. But it even went, it was in the courts for a while to settle it because there was yeah. a lot of questions of fraud and recounts and yeah everything else but a lot of dead people voting <laughs> yeah that happened. <laughs> you had it in your will my ass is voting five years after i'm dead so make sure that, so that counts sick yeah it's so weird it's, it's unfortunately things like that more than likely will never change until you get enough people together to agree on something yeah. which is so hard to do these days yeah and in yeah. regards to the term limits you know that's kind of a it's become more of a thing that you see certain people running on is that there should be term limits that you know being a career politician shouldn't be a thing you know you should you should do your service as a public servant to serve your country your community your county whatever the case and then move on you shouldn't be able to basically become a millionaire for life because you're a, a senator or a representative and unfortunately that's what happens you have these guys they get voted in when they're in their mid-20s and they just make sure they're making the right people happy and yeah. they retire as millionaires. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to be allowed to buy stock. Yeah, that too. As a, yeah, you, as a, as a national politician, you should not be able, be allowed to buy stock that you vote on policy about. And, and that's, that, that's the same over in this country because we have lots of politicians that, that they have, that they purchase shares in companies, they purchase smaller companies startup companies and then all of a sudden you know you, you get you get a bill that gets read out and it's like oh it's some technology oh yeah we'll vote for that and then they rally around all their friends and before you know it you know you read into small print and one of the politicians has got a 33 percent holding stake in this company and you're like come on guys like really i mean you look at was it in our country there was the tender for one something to do with covid and, and i can't remember what it was but one of the companies that um, was officially registered as being able to provide COVID PPE gear. One of the po major politicians had got like his partner owned the company or something, and you're like, and it was worth like billions, of, like billions of pounds, and you're just like, come on, seriously, like how can that be allowed to happen? Come on, come on. It's basically it's basically jobs for boys. That, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. There, there was a comedian. I can't remember who it was, but he said politicians should have to advertise just like NASCAR. So like their suit would be covered and all was that, the- Was that George yeah. Carlin? That sounds like George Carlin, yeah. <laughs> that, so when you're voting for this person, you need to know exactly who is- Who they're speaking for. Yes, yes, who is, who's supporting them. Yeah, uh, and and there should be, you know, and yes, you, you might get a published list of who, who the, the, the sponsors of the, whether it's conservative, liberal, Labour, whoever, you know, you, yes, you, you, you know who some of their contributors are, but not on an individual. So you don't, right. you don't know who, you know, who, who's, who's sponsoring this person or who's sponsoring that person. Yes, you know who, who's donated money to the, to, to the party, but on an individual level, no, you don't know that. So it's absolutely open to massive fraud. It's huge. So I don't know how much you guys follow, but I'm anxious to see then how the, how the situation in Florida is affected, the Disney World versus Governor DeSantis issue have you guys heard about that no not no not no, no, not a huge amount no essentially disney world has disagreed with a bill or a law that florida has passed and so now governor desantis is retaliating against disney world by essentially what 
they're writing a bill to eliminate their special they've sort of had their own government within disney world they 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 make their own rules they they maintain their own infrastructure all of that right they were yeah they were they're 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 like the vatican basically in florida yeah a law written in 1967 that essentially made disney world its own govern governor government right Uh, and now and now they are they they've essentially passed a bill to eliminate that which is creating some issues because i'm sure that disney world donates money to every politician not just the democrats but the republicans as well but there's also what are they saying a one billion dollar debt that would have to be paid by by, the taxpayers by the taxpayers the taxpayers to um, eliminate them in order to eliminate that 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 government that has been created that special yeah. government and so now any any infrastructure that's done on the disney world property or anything like that is going to be a burden on the taxpayers as opposed to just disney world so so yeah. right now disney is responsible for their own infrastructure they're responsible for their own security they're responsible for their own fire protection they're responsible for their own roads and bridges and everything now that's going to become a responsibility for whatever county they you know whatever county they sit in can I just say, by the way, that was an expert poor because I was watching that glass and I thought he's definitely overpoured <laughs> that. That was that was absolutely perfect. Sometimes you got to hold back. You got to hold back. <laughs> I was thinking, no. Going, but you know better. <laughs> so this this is wildly off topic, but Gaz, I have a question for you. Okay. I was listening to one of your guys' recent episodes. Okay, and you're a middle school teacher, correct? Yeah, so secondary school, so the ages <laughs> of 11 through to 16. Yeah, that's what we would. Yeah, middle school. Yeah, middle school for us. But yeah, I love the idea. So, like, when you were injured, you guys were on an outing, right? Yep, correct. I love the idea that you guys find different activities for those kids and get them outside of the school. Yeah. So most most of our most of our afternoon timetable would be what we would class as more less academic more sort of practical so we, we oh. might do some um, hiking biking woodworking that sort of stuff and it just uh, and it just yeah. 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 <laughs> guys, guys combined biking with first aid <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know how your ass time. how your ass ended up on the bmx track but i love i love that idea i think he's explained how it ended up on the bmx track at least <laughs> flat, flat on his back i get that it's yeah it's just it's something that because we're because we have because the pupils that are at my school are they're not from mainstream education so they they all have specific needs and we only have sort of 15 to 20 pupils in our school so we're a really small specialist school i I know what you're saying yeah and they all have social emotional needs some pupils have been excluded from mainstream so we, we have quite a, a flexible curriculum and we can offer to be honest different things me and brad worked in a very similar situation him in a high school level me more in a middle school level and it would have been really hard to take some of those kids into situations like you're saying you know yeah. what i mean because you got to keep eyes on them but yet yeah. at the same time the academics would be just as hard you yeah. get them to sit down and want to care to do this, do this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, I mean, so, some of the pupils that we we have, yes, a- academics is important, and you need them to get 
some of their qualifications, but it's not everything. It's not the be all and end all. So lots of our pupils find it incredibly difficult to sit for 45 minutes to an hour. They have ADHD. They have lots of different needs. Yeah, so I had I did high school, you know, so we're talking 14, uh, 18 yeah. years old. And uh, the the classroom that I worked in was more for uh, behavior issues. And there was a, you know, the teacher, she was a young female, you know, so she was like in her second, first or second year teaching. And I, basically my role was to be like the bouncer, you know, like if, if they got out of line, I would step in and take care of things. But, and they were in our classroom all day from the, I mean, once in a while, like one or two of them, they might leave to go to PE or you know a, a woods class or something but we did we got involved in some community projects in uh the town that ryan and i are from they have a big a big lights parade at christmas time that's existed for 30 years it's people who come from all over the midwest to come watch this and so for you know during like september october early november we would take them once a week to go to the building where they make they get these light floats ready and you know we'd work there and we'd take them to do different things and and honestly i thought that those those times were some of the most productive times yeah uh, i thought they got a lot more from those types of things than they did from you know because their curriculum because we had kids that were at all different grade levels so a lot of their work was on the computer yeah. And so, you know, they could sit on the computer all day long, but they're not really getting anything from that. And so whenever we would get out and do stuff in the community, I thought that that stuff, you know, that made leaps and bounds beyond some of the academic side. Yeah, absolutely. We, and, and, and it's same for, for our pupils. Some of them struggle with how to interact socially. They, they struggle with not really having sort of social interaction lower down in their schooling life. They might have been school refusers. They never went to what you would say junior school you know they, they, they literally will be homeschooled so we, we get them and we try, we try to provide stuff that they will engage with not just english maths etc etc it, it's stuff that you know if, if they don't if they don't get a qualification but they can leave the school and are able to interact in the outside world do they understand money do they understand how to catch a cab do they understand how to read a timetable it's all of those things you know can they can they can they survive in the outside world? And and as well as all the academic stuff, we try to do that as well. But most of our afternoons are outdoors. We've got some kids going through what we class as Duke of Edinburgh. So they will do an overnight camp. They, they do various expeditions and stuff. So that that's a big part of our curriculum, actually. Yeah, life skills. Absolutely, right? 100%, um, yeah. I, I wish that they would restructure education here, that when kids get into high school, that, you know, by maybe, by the time they're 16, that you've been put on a path like college bound or trades bound or like just life skills bound. Like, okay, like you're going to go to college. We're going to make sure we get you ready for college. You're, you know, you're smart, you know, or you get the kid that's like, hey, you've got some really good skills. You're intelligent. You don't have a desire to go to college, but let's get you into the trades. Let's make you a carpenter, a plumber, a bricklayer. Or you get the kids that are like, okay, like you're not going to be on either of these paths. So let's just teach you how to survive in the real world. You know, let's teach you about money, about, you taxes, know, like you said, how to get yeah, to... taxes, how to, how to get a cab, how to grocery shop. Like, yeah. let's just give you the tools you need to be a productive How do you, how do you budget? You know, it, you, you, you might go out and, and, and pick up some laboring jobs manual jobs you could go to college everybody at whatever level they're at will, will earn money yeah 
but but it's having an understanding of what you, what you, what is it you need to buy with those things. Like, do you understand what taxes? Do you understand the difference between a, a debit card and a credit card? Do you understand what a bank account does? What what it, what even is a mortgage? What what even does that mean? It's all of those things that actually easily you don't get a qualification when you're out in life. You're probably going to need to understand. Yeah, if Andy would have had this class, he wouldn't spend all of his money on beer. He would. Uh, he probably would. <laughs> He'd budget a little better. I'd have more beer for less money. <laughs> hey, say, the, the golden, delicious. That's delicious. I love it. The dark. I think I'm going more towards the dark beers. I, I love them. I've, I've, yeah, I think I've totally been converted. I like the blue too. The delirium blue is really good. So let's, we're getting close to a little time crunch. Do do you have? You said you want to squeeze in some sponsors. Yeah, we need to give a quick shout out to some guys called Ollie's, and they make a selection of snacks which go perfectly with your beer. And they have been kind enough for our UK listeners to give a discount code to us. So if you go to their website, which is ollies-ollies.com, you can get 20% off by using the promo code TALLBOYRADIO, all capitals, all one word, when you're paying at the end. And they've asked us to mention as well that their chocolate pretzels are now available in... 900 Sainsbury's local stores and their olives, which I have to say are absolutely fantastic, are coming to your cooperative stores near you very, very soon. They're in a number of co-ops and they're going around the rest of them. So get on board, but order them online and use Tallboy Radio as a promo code because it just makes us look good. <laughs> which which one, which flavor do you have there, Beans? What do you have? Well, this one is this one is the chili and rosemary flavor. So they do a, they do a number of flavors. They do a, a garlic and lemon, I think it is, or a garlic and thyme. But this this one's my particular favorite. It's the chili and rosemary. It's awesome. Really nice. Really spicy. And they're sealed in a pack, so you can just pop them straight into your mouth. You have to get your fingers like greasy. Spot on. <laughs> That's awesome. These would have worked out perfect for Ryan a few weeks ago on the Bloody Mary day. Yeah. Yes. I will oh, tell you what, they would go nice in a Bloody Mary. Yeah. I, yeah. I had the world's worst Bloody Mary about two weeks ago. Okay. We, we go to this bar and it's a bar we used to frequent quite a bit. And I asked the lady for Bloody Mary and she gives me a face like, you know, just how dare you ask for that. Okay. And she starts making it. And it's basically just tomato juice and vodka. She, she doesn't have an olive. She doesn't have a pickle. She has nothing back there. No seasoning, no spices. And had I known, I would have just told her to pour the damn thing out. Like, here's your money. <laughs> but I ended up drinking it. It was the worst damn thing I've ever had in my life. Shocking. Shocking. Zing Zang, is that, is that, that's the mix over there you have, isn't it? Is it Zing Zang or something like that? Oh, is, is that that's the best. Yeah. Oh, that's the best. That you got to doctor it up a little bit. But but even if that's all you had was vodka and Zing Zang, uh, that'll get you by for sure. But I mean, a friend of ours, Big Titty from the Titty and China show, he recommends switching the vodka out for gin. And I'm going to tell you, it, does, it makes a heck of a difference. Oh. In a bloody? Yeah, I'm not crazy about gin. It works yeah. well in a bloody memory. Yeah, it works really well. I'd to give it a shot. Well, if you do a gin and squirt. Gin and squirt? Gin and yeah, squirt. yeah. Just okay. like a gin and tonic. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back, guys, with Fame or Shame. Welcome back, everybody. We'll be starting this off with a new segment. We had 
but just last Thursday. Yeah, fame or fame shame. Or shame. All right. I've got one for our guys from England. It's called a flare for English footy. So Charlie Perry, 25, was filmed putting a lit flare in his bum after boozing since 8.30, nearly 12 hours before the England and Italy World Cup game. He estimates he had downed 20 cans of Strongbow and banged a load of powder throughout Sunday, but was allowed to stroll in without a ticket for the show, showpiece final. This is my favorite part. Perry, a roofer by trade, claimed he was a veteran jibber. Now, I, at first, it took me a minute to figure out what that is. Do you guys know what a jibber is? So that, no. that like pay people. It's like a scalper is what we'd call them. Like you're, you're finding a way to get in. You know, he's paying people at the gate to make his way in there. So Perry said, after 18 months of misery, I thought this would bring the England fans together. It was the biggest day in English football for 55 years. There were thousands of fans in Lysiter Square. Did I say that right? Leicester. Leicester Square. The atmosphere was amazing. Everyone was fooling around. There was a bit of a competition to do stuff, so I just thought I'd put a flare up my bum. <laughs> it was the biggest day of my life apart from Chelsea versus Man City in the Champions League. He went on the flare burnt for about 10 seconds or so around the cheeks. I didn't feel a thing because I was highly intoxicated. No one dared me to do it. It was just a very irresponsible thing. <laughs> was this the yeah, nice. he had a load of white powder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got that. He banged. The... I want that other quote that says, "I banged a load of white powder." That's, that's, that's what I said. Cans, some powder <laughs> that the he said he had been in the piss since thirty after eight in the morning, which it took me a minute. I had to figure out what "in the piss" meant. On the piss. piss. On the piss. Yeah. Yeah. On, on the, the piss. piss. Yeah, was... On the piss. Yeah. Three sheets to the wind at 8.30 in the morning. I love it. So Good Sounds like this guy fit right in. I can say this much, <laughs> fellas. I've never seen this at a football game. <laughs> yeah, so what I want to know is, is this how all English fans get ready for said footy games? Or is this commonplace? That would be a higher percentage than what we'd probably think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The drinking, definitely. Yeah, yeah. The drinking, definitely. He should be given right. a title, like, sir... So, so last strong the last week we we voted. All right, we need to know if young roofer Charlie Perry belongs in the Pub Time Hall of Fame or the Pub Time Hall of Shame. It, uh, yeah, tough. what's your it's vote? Tough. Hall of Fame or Hall of Shame? Remember, he's a uh, chess fan. I'm gonna go shame. I'm gonna go shame. Andy, think back to your younger days. If, if, if it was any other drink other than Strongbow, I'd, I'd, I'd say fame. Strongbow <laughs> and a load of powder, though. I mean, I'm not sure which one's making the decisions, but. <laughs> yeah, forget the powder. It's the Strongbow. It's put me off. <laughs> shame or fame? Shame? All right. Probably shame. Beans? I'll give this dude credit where credit's due. Do you know what I mean? It's, he's got himself in the papers. He's made a name for himself. He's been honest. I'm not a big fan of Strongbow either, but I'm going to say fame. Yeah, you know, it probably was. It probably was the highlight of England's tournament. I don't remember why they did that time. Surely, I'm sure they didn't win anything. But yeah, oh, well, we we did lose, we did lose on penalties, didn't we, to Italy in the final? So he said it was the biggest day in English football for 55 years. So how yeah. how to celebrate that? So I'll say this: 
I I cannot. I think one of the greatest things as a human being is to be irrationally passionate about something that you have no control over, like sports. And so for that reason, I'm going to vote fame. Okay. This, and I, this man, I feel the same way, but I'm not man, shoving anything up my ass. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> Yeah, are you just for the greater good good abilities? <laughs> for, I, I'm gonna pass that buck on to someone else. This, hopefully, this man, <laughs> this man should. Yeah, but you're gonna watch it if it happens in front of you. You're gonna watch it, and you're gonna. Oh, I can't wait to. I can't wait till the opening night of the NFL season. One of you guys is there just running across the pitch, the flesh <laughs> to cut your ass. That's what I'm That's right. Right. <laughs> no, This man no, should flare up his ass for. You should have to flare up his ass for God and country. So fame. All right, two to two. Was able to hold this flare in his butt for the time that it went off. Yeah, he said it. What did he say? Ten, 10 seconds. seconds. That's not very long. Oh, Brad well, could do better. <laughs> We're setting records. It's a rogue flare. I'm not sure. I mean, I got a picture of it, but I'm not sure what kind of flare it was, where it was produced. Brad's willing to go a step further. He's willing to stick dynamite. <laughs> Dick. Anything under three inches in diameter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with fame. Yes, yes, I love it. I'm not gonna. I'm not tying it up. We're putting this guy in the fucking pub time hall of fame. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Everybody loves a good footy game, right? Yeah, that's right. Go ahead. Yeah. That's fantastic. He's in. He's in. I well, congratulations to, to him, and, and, and I, I hope his children are very proud of we're him. Gonna, Charlie, <laughs> we're young Charlie Perry. We're going to send the award over. We're hoping you guys can hand deliver it to him. <laughs> What's his name? Deliver it. Charlie Perry. Charlie Perry. Res, resident roofer. Oh, he's a roofer. That's that was the best part. Roofer by trade. Roofer by trade. I would have known that by the powder comment. The powder <laughs> banging twenty strong bows at eight thirty in the morning. I, I don't know about you guys, but here in the states, mm. if, I would say that ninety percent of roofers don't hold a driver's license. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing over there, but if you're a roofer here, you've probably done time in prison and don't have a driver's license. Those are the two givens. Yeah. I, I know one roofer, and he fits nicely into that category. <laughs> <laughs> and they all wear the same shoes. Every one of them. Every roofer I've ever met, they all own the same pair of shoes. Roofing shoes, <laughs> I guess. All right, so moving on. We're we're going off the deep end now, guys. All right. On our end, I'm titling this kind of dark side of the moon. I I have, I have a huge fascination with space, UFOs extraterrestrials, uh, life, life beyond the earth we live on. All right. So I would like to know what the English perception of UFOs, extraterrestrial life, and maybe moving towards even living in space someday. You know, I know Brad had the, you know, more AI future where cars are going to pick you up and, but I don't even even with Elon Musk and SpaceX, you know, they're if you have enough money, they'll shoot your ass into space right now. You can go see what it looks like. I mean, that's not obviously affordable or anything for the common man, but I I would just like to know how how you guys all feel about it. Well, I mean, I think Again, we we did a previous episode. I think it was called Conspiracies. Was that was it? Conspiracies. Yeah, we did. And um, we had we had a guest guy on who was very similar to yourself. He was 
talking crazy. about dark side. <laughs> 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 hey, just so you know, guys, I haven't smoked anything. This is all. <laughs> this he was is just all about the, um, the dark side of the moon, and he was very much saying that when we went to the moon landings and we were warned away, and there was a civilization there on the dark side of the moon that he couldn't see, and he was really like out there sort of thing, and he was absolutely convinced, wasn't he, Ad? Yeah. Well, he he told a story as well of the the original moon landing, sort of July twentieth, sixty nine, was it? The Apollo eleven. So it was tracked from a number of places in the world, and one of which is Jodrell Bank in UK, which is one of the largest telescopes in the world, and it literally is about ten miles from where we live. And his mum was present there, on, you know, in sixty nine, yeah. and she swears that she heard it cut out. You know, there was there, there was a fifteen second gap in the broadcast or something like, or a minute fifteen, whatever, and she, she's certain that she heard a broadcast say or someone repeated the broadcast that they had landed but they weren't alone and that was that was that's what I mean, that's what she says i don't know if i'll buy into that myself but certainly she believes that and i'm not going to disrespect her opinion yeah now, i i i just know as an american anything else we get our hands on a lot of times we just we ruin it we destroy it you know there there, there would be a a 7-Eleven on the moon if we've been there more than once you know what i mean i can't believe they just planted a flag and walked away this, yeah. they would have been back my opinion is that part of the moon thing and what when we're talking 60s and 70s probably that's when most of them the trips to the moon happened that we went to the moon to say we did it we were having the space race space race thank you delirium with <laughs> at the time and eventually it became okay we've been to the moon a dozen times it's expensive to go there there's no resources there why do we go back oh, we piss, I think, we piss so much money away to I, things that are expensive all the time that's not that that's be, not a good excuse but i i think if you've determined that there's really nothing about the moon that is useful to civilization why would you keep going back but have but have has has the dark side of the moon been explored to the extent of the you know the light side of the moon? So, so you might you might turn around and say that, that there's no reason there's, 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 there's nothing we can use. But have, have we discovered the dark side of the moon? Yeah. Is there anything there? I haven't smoked enough marijuana to explore the dark side of the moon <laughs> today. <laughs> <laughs> now, like I said, what what is the what is the UK's perception of alien life form? Like, is it a? So I feel like the longer it goes on here, it's more of a just a given. Yeah, we know there's something out there. Yeah, it's become more commonly sort of accepted that there's likely some Whereas other. Before people would be like, "That guy's that guy's fucking crazy." Stop talking to that guy. You know what I mean? Don't don't go to his house anymore. I I I, I just think. Like statistically, we can't be alone in the universe. Surely, right. you, you, you just do the maths and you turn around and say, "What?" So there's only the the constituents of life on this planet in one galaxy. In, 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 so you've got you've got thousands. one planet in one solar system in one galaxy, and there are billions of them out there. What? And you're saying that we're the only ones? And actually, who who are we to say that there's not lots of civilizations less? civilized and developed than us and more civilized so why can there not be people from uh, another con uh, another 
planet visiting us that have light travel, light speed and all of that. Yet there might be civilizations on another planet somewhere else that are the equivalent of us when we were cavemen and coming out of the ice age and stuff. You know, there's a whole, all of these things. Statistically and mathematically, we cannot be the only planet that, that can support life. So I'm a believer that there is something out there. I'm not sure what that is or what that looks like, but I do think that there's something out there. Means, how do you feel? I'm with Gaz on this one. If the universe is infinite, then it's unthinkable that there isn't another situation similar to ours where life is produced, whether they breathe oxygen or however they're, you know, they're built, I don't know. But it's unthinkable that, that this is the only one because it's infinite. So therefore, there's an infinite number of possibilities where this thing can be replicated. Whether they can travel to us or not is open for debate, but I guess... But why would they not be able to travel to us? Well, this why is it. They not be able to, why would they not be able to, to advance a faster rate than we do as the human race? Why would they not be able to do that? How well, do you guys think Andy got here? What's that? Sorry? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Come on now. He's just supervising yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, we know this, yeah. Well, but like Gaz is right, though. Ultimately, it, it, if, if if travel seems alien to us, and pardon the pun there, it is from a, for that level of distance. But the, the, the level of the way that infinity works, it means that somebody must therefore have come up with the way of travel. Why the hell would want to come to Allsager or Peoria? Yeah. I don't know, but... This, this would be off subject real quick, and we'll go right back. What time do you guys usually record your show? We're right about this this time of night. Which time. Is, so Andy has a belly nine. full of Belgian ale every time you guys do this, right? No, no, no. It's Saturday today. He doesn't normally have a, beer, a belly full of Belgian ale on a Tuesday night. Okay. We normally oh, it's normally whiskey. Yeah, it's normally yeah. whiskey. He normally puts whiskey in his Belgian beer, to be fair. So. Jesus, that's hardcore. Yeah. Cause I'll tell you what, when we load Dick up with the scotch, man, he's you can't stop him. He just goes, goes, goes. Yeah. And, and you know what? I say that phrase to my missus. As soon as we cut remember. it, he's out. Yeah, I can't remember a thing I said. It's better that way. Yeah, so this is going to be a way better show. Hey, so about the aliens. So I kind of said, this is a while back, we were talking about Roswell and everything else. So I've kind of come to the point where I think, you know, everybody talks about the pyramids and aliens being involved in ancient civilizations. I think there's a chance that maybe at one point in time, the aliens, some form of aliens were here involved in the pyramids and stuff like that. And then they said, okay, for whatever reason they left. And maybe this is some sort of bizarre experiment. Maybe we're just a bunch of lab rats for aliens, right? And in recent history, as in the last 100 years, What's that? Did you just throw up in your mouth? No. Thanks, Delirium. Yeah. And God, he's on the So in recent history, like the last 100 years, at least in my mind, I feel like the time you started hearing about more UFO sightings and aliens was probably somewhere in like the 40s, 50s-ish. Well, what else happened around that time? That's when we dropped the atomic bomb. So... I think there's a chance that, you know, let's say that, you know, for the sake of this conversation, that the aliens did sort of, we are lab rats for aliens, and, and, you know, you hear about abductions because maybe they come along once in a while and they pluck one of us out and they do an experiment and they put you back, and that's why these people have weird premonitions that they were abducted, and but they can't remember anything. So let's say that that is the case, and all of a sudden around the 40s or 50s, you start having more sightings, and 
I love, hold on. I love how you started this off with you don't smoke marijuana. You've never seen the dark side of the moon. I to say everything that, yeah, would but point otherwise. As much as you're spinning this thing now, I got a good feeling. I don't right. know. He's right. failing that drug test on Monday. I'm so. saying this thing. Um, if, you know, I think, you know, in the 40s or 50s, we, you know, we dropped the atomic bomb and they're like, hold on a minute. Oh, shit. These motherfuckers figured out how to split the atom. So we need to get down there and keep an eye on them before they blow this whole place up, you know? And, and it's like, that's why you start seeing more alien, you know, the Roswell thing or, you know, a lot of these, these crazy sightings start happening around the forties and fifties. And of course there've been more in modern times, but one actually one of the most notable and I have it in my list actually happened in England in the eighties, Rendlesham forest. Any of you guys familiar with that? Is that something that's, no, so no, it's, I think so. it's and, in Suffolk, England. Andy's been sworn to silence on this. And <laughs> it I, was, I, I've read up on this uh, a while back. Really? I generally can't remember. <laughs> That's what his conference was about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Rendlesham Forest is probably, besides Roswell, I feel like it is probably one of the most notable because the people who reported it were at Rendlesham Air Force Base. So these are, you know, military people, military people with their job on the line kind of deal. So if they say, Hey, I seen something floating in the sky, you know, they're going to be questioned heavily, you know what I mean? And judged, you know, but it is probably one of the most popular UFO sightings of all time outside of Roswell. To, to, to me, and, and we, we spoke about this on, on our conspiracy theories episode, when you get somebody in Australia and you get somebody in America and you get somebody in Canada and the UK, if they all experience the same thing and they have absolutely no way of communicating with each other or prior knowledge or never met, yet the stories that they tell are absolutely identical that leaves a bit of a question for me is that they must have experienced it and therefore multiple people must have experienced it. It was pre, you know, pre the times of social media and all that, you know, a guy in Australia in the 1960s or seventies can't possibly communicate with a random guy in America, in Brazil, in wherever it may be. Yet each of these people, when you read about it, experienced exactly the same thing. How, How does that happen? If it's not being done by somebody that has an overarching view of us, I don't get it. And that's a bit for me that I can't quite fathom yet. Yeah, and there's there's origin stories from, you know, ancient civilizations that are very similar. You know, the wording's different, whether it be in Australia or in South America or, you know, Stonehenge or wherever the case may be, but they're all looking to a very specific place in the sky and they have a name for it. You know, we talked about it when we did the Roswell one. Orion's... Ryan's Ryan's boat. Boat. Okay, yeah. And they didn't have, you didn't have much to do back then. You know what I mean? We're talking a thousand years ago, 2000 years ago. You had the sky. Yeah. No Netflix. <laughs> no Netflix. <laughs> no TikTok. No Twitter. You know what I mean? What else would you do? You look up, you know, and you, you find your surroundings and they all have stories that are very similar. Like you're saying places that would have never communicated. Yeah. yeah. You know, just. And like the, the, the pyramids in Egypt, aren't they? They're built in exactly the same position that would fit. As a Ryan Belt. 
as Ryan yeah. Bell. And then the same ones in South America are on exactly the same level of telemetry as well, which yeah. is, I, I can't even get my head around how yeah. that could be that long ago. There's, there's, there's so many places in the country, there's so many places in the world that when yeah. you look at you know where they're pointing or their alignment, or there's so many similarities between civilizations that would have no other way of doing that other than, as you said, looking up and seeing the constellation. No. That I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up because Dick had the same argument last time when he, we talked about building. He passionately disagrees that this is. A, I I I work in construction. He does as well. So I get the idea. Yeah, I could get ten thousand people to move this hundred ton stone. Okay. And you're going to drag it up. You're going to drag it up this ramp and get it real close. How the hell am I fitting 10,000 people around this stone when it's only a foot away from where it needs to be? Now I got to move it into place specifically into place. It just, it's not realistic. You know what I mean? And when you look at you, people couldn't move it. You look at the, you look at the pyramids and they say, did they say, and I can't remember the numbers, but the size of the pyramids and they said they're literally within I'm going to say like a couple of centimeters out right. in terms of length or, or perpendicular or whatever it may be. And you yeah. think, like, how can they do that with the, with the technology that they had back in the day? How they do they make trailers. it? How do they do that? Right. It's, it's, and not no, no. square, not just square, like sitting where it is, like square to the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. Square to each other, square the to the world, and square <laughs> in exactly the same way that Orion's belt is up there, without any measuring yeah. facilities, without any oculuses or anything like that. How? So they basically looked up and gone, right? We're going to put that pyramid there. We're going to put that one there, and it's absolutely geometrically perfect. Which I would have all the time doing now with the technology we have. I can guarantee that it would be a damn, no disrespect, but it would be a damn sight more accurate back in the day than possibly anybody now, even now, would be able to do. Right, where you almost feel like we have technology we've forgotten. You know what yeah. I mean? And I know the, the story about Atlant, you know, the, 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 the city of Atlantis and stuff, it was buried, but that allegedly it had lost technology and alien technology, but it was lost and therefore lost to civilization and all of that. So. Whether you believe in that, I'm not so Gaz, sure. But. Gaz is pulling on my heartstrings now. I'm, I'm going to have to shut these too. other guys yeah. off. Me and Gaz, we're just going to have to have a moment. Dick thinks that it, it just, just happens here. to be a coincidence that, that all this lines up. Uh, Orion, Orion, what is Orion's bell? Orion, Orion's yeah. belt. Orion's belt? <laughs> yes. Was that, was that discovered before the pyramids or after the pyramids? Was it created before? Well, maybe the it was. It was probably named after the pyramids. That's a hell always... of a coincidence. Either way, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. E e either way around that, and and I, I struggle to think that it would be created after the pyramids. I suspect that the planets that... most ancient oh, civilizations built things years, to do with the correct. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. like Stonehenge, yeah. which we're gonna get into here in a second. There's another place, the Karnak Stones. I mean, there's a plenty of places that point to things in the sky that they should have had zero knowledge of. You know what I mean? Just, but that's all they had to go off of. You know what I mean? So I don't True. know. So where, where about, I, I have no point of reference, so forgive me. Where about in England is Stonehenge? Um, so it's, is it Salisbury? Is that way? So it's about uh, about two and a half hours south 
of where we are. If you, do you know, look, so if picture you, the UK, London. You guys are like northwest. It'd be southwest. Yeah. yeah. So if you know where London is, it's a, it's about an hour, maybe slightly north and slightly sort of west of of London. Okay. okay. If you've ever heard of the festival Glastonbury, it's, it's not a million miles from there. Gotcha. Have any of you been there? Been to Stonehenge? I've I've been to Stonehenge. Yeah. Andy? Um, I used to be about five minutes down the road, like when I was in the army from there. You're a military uh, guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I did a did a little bit, of, a little stint. Yeah. The, um, Appreciate the, your service. With, even though it was over there, did you serve with <laughs> Prince with Prince Harry? No. Were you no. on his rugby team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have been. <laughs> I think you'd have been a really good influence on him. I like I like thinking they have a nice, nice beard. Nice golden beard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Did, did you ever? Like, what are the local stories in regards to Stonehenge? Jay, J- I don't know. <laughs> I used to go away all like, so I'd be based nearby in the week, and then at weekends I go away. So I didn't really speak to many locals. But I used to do like a summer solstice and a winter solstice, where it's like a is it a pagan ritual oh. sort of thing for like long winter and long summer or summer and i missed out on one of them but it's basically just a big like drug party <laughs> all, the hip- <laughs> all the hippies come out and just smoke and sniff stuff and just appreciate the stones <laughs> well, for those solstices it still lines up with stonehenge right yeah like that's I, yeah. I, I bet the know, guy with thousands the, of years later it's I crazy bet, i bet the guy with the flare in his butt was there <laughs> <laughs> and, and and again you look at stonehenge and you look at and, and I think the story is that, or the legend is that the stones, did they come from somewhere in Wales and they transported them to Stonehenge? They were, they were great big black yeah, monolith stones. Huge, yeah. And, um, but the way that they are aligned, when the sun rises, it obviously points directly through the arch and then directly onto like the headstone or altar or whatever you want to call it, and the various mm-hmm. rituals. And, you, and you just, again, you think, like, how, how, did, how did they do that without measuring implements and it it just the more you think about it the more you think okay so something weird's going on is it less distraction like you said there's no netflix and all that stuff so it's just like we're just sat around was you know you thousands of years ago you'd be smoking stuff doing stuff just looking at the <laughs> sky going Oh yeah, let's let's line that shit up to this, and then yeah, like, and, 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 and I'm sure that happened, Andy. I'm sure some bloke did line his back and go, "Let's line up that shit with this shit." And but sounds like over. sounds like me and Andy are starting to show too. <laughs> <laughs> but, but my question is, how did they do that? Though? Yeah, you've got some Andy guys going. Stuff. I know what. We'll do. Let's do this. But actually, how do you do it? I think that for me, that for me is the biggest thing. So all, all sorts, you know. I, I don't know the the pyramids, Stonehenge, ver, you know various Inca carvings and all. You know there's various carvings in various caves around the world, and there's, there's all these sorts of things that point towards. You look at Halley's comet, and you look at the influence that Halley's comet might have had, and all the things on the civilizations, and they see this big thing in the Halley's comet is on is the bio tapestry for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? It's like it's in various other Neolithic cave drawings and all sorts of stuff. So you think, yeah, I. I I don't know. I just think there's there's I, too much, too many coincidences for it not to be something. I guess what I'm trying to say is hindsight's twenty twenty, and you can always create stories that make it look like you meant to line stuff up the way that it lines up. And 
you can I don't know. I look back it, at a lot of this. It was created way before we came around. And, and, and yeah, it's calm on his bullshit right I think right Ryan now. and I talked today about <laughs> when books were written and how they were written and if they were rewritten after the fact. I, I've had a lot of... Hey, don't, don't bring the Bible into well, this. I've made a lot of stupid or decisions in my lifetime, and I can't look back on them and come up with a magical scenario to make up or all of a sudden decide it was a good idea. So in the construction industry, there's something called as-builts. So you create the as-builts after you build the building. Yeah, yeah. We can always build something and then create the story of how that building was but built. Still, but still, we're asking, how did they know? Moved. Like, those, uh, take the stars out of the, the equation. The stars are like, moving. The constantly. Earth moves. No, the, the stars Earth, don't the move. Stars the Earth don't moves. moves. The Earth moves. Right. But like, how do you even get those things into place as precisely yeah. as they are? Like, how do you know that they the, are in place? You are relying on somebody else's. But someone's gone out there mo- in modern times and done measurements and been like, in, wow. Yeah, in modern times, they yeah. have. They've gone out there and they've yeah. literally it, used various lasers and telemetry and they've then projected it onto a map of the sky. And all the technology that they have at the moment has indicated might, that. Yeah. There might be a couple coincidences. Once again, hindsight's twenty twenty. Well, there may be a few coincidences, but there's no Not way that, that it's good. all a coincidence. Like, there's no way. It's impossible. Yeah. The thing it, is, though, if, if, talk- if it, if it is ahead. a coincidence, then it li- if it is a coincidence, it lines up, then that's a bigger question. They, you know, how could that be a coincidence that it matches exactly with yeah. the, the, the three the stars or how many stars are around belt there and in another place in South America? That's the bigger question. How, yeah. how does that happen as a coincidence? Because that doesn't make sense to me. So, so one civilization does it. Yeah, yeah, they did, and that, and, and you're right. They, Andy, but it's, they but it's exactly. Up. They looked up and they went, "Oh, let's let's copy that. Let's build our pyramids exactly like that. There, that shape." But how did they get the measurement? The distances from the the tip of one pyramid to the next pyramid is statistically exactly the same as when you look up the distance from one star to the next star. So, so proportionally, the pyramids are in exactly the same place, and they're in exactly the same shape geometrically i don't you're right andy i think someone's looked up and gone oh let's do that but but how did they do that to the level of detail that they've done it that's what i can't get my head around without some sort of weird influence or something i don't know well aren't ancient civilizations always reference an outer not an outer being but like a yeah a deity or whatever it is that's Otherworldly, should we say, yeah. like the, the Egyptians have Ra and stuff, and, and the they Mayans have, gods, have, don't they? Yeah, whoever, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I've Rick always... James has cocaine. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've always wondered if that's and not to, and I, I don't want to offend any of you. I'm not sure what you're. But here you go. Uh, but yeah. I'm going to. Yeah, There's like, a caveat. I love when people do that. Anytime someone. I don't says, mean to be offensive, yeah. but I don't I'm want to be an asshole. I'm but, about uh... to offend someone. No, I don't know what your guys's like religious stances are, but like. Part of what I think is that maybe that's where modern religion stemmed from. You know, when you talk, you know, because everyone views their God as being in the sky, then maybe at one point in time it was these alien creatures. And at some point, you know, they did come and go from the sky and they had these supernatural powers to do things that no human being can do. And, and obviously, like in modern times, we haven't had face-to-face interaction with these creatures but you know it makes you wonder though if, if that's kind of where the story of these gods from the skies right angels and 
I can't oh, fly. Just, can you fly? Like no, it's no. just that's a crazy well, story to buy again, into. You, you it's, go it's, back to you know right. civilizations that saw Halley's comet, and they would talk about this this fire breathing dragon in the sky, and it's basically Halley's comet with its tail behind it. So, so you do get stories of maybe celestial things that happen, and people will embellish stories, but. And yes, was there a, you know, it was it sent by aliens? I don't know. But it, it's for me, it's the it's the coincidence of too many things happening in too many different places around the world that it doesn't make sense for them to happen individually without any sort of weird it, it, thing going on. It's, it's not just that, though. You know, when you talk about being put here by a creator, whether you believe in God, whether you believe it's aliens, or whatever, it doesn't really matter because we can't ever possibly know unless, let's say, that dude ever comes back. But I just think we're too significantly different from anything else on the planet. I don't, I know, I, I'm not questioning the science behind how we've developed from monkeys or what have you. I say I am because that don't add up to me. That doesn't make any sense. I do think we're too significantly different in everything that we've done and everything we've achieved and everything that we can create. I don't accept that, you know, that we were playing with our privates and bananas. Well, listen, you definitely ago. came from monkeys. You're the only person that slide down those fucking stairs. Still go to the casino, <laughs> have a couple beers with your everything broken, not even and, know it. And and you're right. That's not a human thing. And you're right. Ryan doesn't play with his bananas anymore. <laughs> but he still plays with his privates. All right. So it's true. I do have. I I have one more on the list. All right. Wiltshire, England. That's where Stonehenge is. And Avebury. Am I saying that right, Andy? Avebury. There's a hinge there, too. It's like built around some houses. They're still there. But they're rocks. There's quite a few hinges. So I'm not too familiar with this. this one. But Wiltshire, England <laughs> is supposedly the crop circle capital of the world. And okay. they seem to happen in England more than they happen in a lot of places and a handful of them people go out there and they're like this one's bullshit they're broke you can tell someone came in here and stamped them out they just had nothing better to do with life seems this like this might have been engineers testing out the gps process but some of them they go out there and they're like they're just bent you know what i mean or woven like you have five stalks woven over five stalks you know like in a wheat field which wheat's much different than corn that's you can't grab one and just right. bend it over. It's it's broke. So, have you guys like where you live around you? How do you feel about crop circles? They're weird. Again, using modern technology, you've had lots of people try to recreate the precise nature of crop circles and been it, been unable to do it. Right. So they've taken it as you've just said. They've taken a field of certain crop. And what they've done is they put, I don't know, they put like a, a lawnmower and they've done ever-decreasing circles. They, they've tried some sort of wind turbines and they said, is it some sort of hurricane-based phenomenon, typhoon-based thing? And they've tried to recreate them. And actually, again, you can't recreate them with the precision that they were first made. Right. And with geometry, I feel like there is a ancient geometry, you know what I mean, that fits a certain... And I feel like the people, maybe there are people that are successful at it and they know it. You know what I mean? It's a technology that they remember. Because how hard would it be? Like a lost art? 
I feel like the world itself revolves around numbers. You know, math is one thing that never changes from, from one country to another country or whatever the case may be. That language is the same. My numbers are the same as your numbers should should never change. I feel like that is something that has been throughout the ages. Like once, once that was found, it was never lost. So in the same vein, like you just think the precision of them, like the pyramids is that's ancient geometry it's unlikely what it unlikely is. to be a coincidence right yeah i i i think that absolutely geometry may be the grand architect i like don't that's what the, we're talking about here I, I that's the, the, see that's one thing that's weird to me is the pyramids make sense even like something like stonehenge like these things that may be symbolic in some way make sense but like a random crop circle that appears in a cornfield or a wheat field yeah why like what what's the purpose maybe what's maybe the, maybe we haven't being told maybe we we don't understand the significance yet and as going back to what's been said previously 2020 vision is brilliant and actually maybe in a number of years time we go oh shit that's why the crop circles are there in a number of years time similarly to how we've tested the pyramids and we tested stonehenge maybe in a number of years time people will come back and test the crop circles and go oh shit yeah that's why that happened and we just don't understand that yet too naive and uninformed to understand are they are, are they are they constellations are they things to do with the night sky that we don't know have the, has it been analyzed to that point or is it trajectories is it whatever it may be maybe we just don't understand that yet i don't know so it's kind of like uh running the chicago bears <laughs> I, I, I definitely nobody I definitely, understands that no, well, it's way easier than running that. chicago bears nobody <laughs> understands nobody <laughs> understands it nobody ever will no that's okay. I would say the difference, not to just totally jump off topic, but I would say the difference between the bears and the lions is no one ever questions why the lions are terrible. Everyone's just like, except <laughs> the lions are terrible. The bears like, should be good, terrible. but they're not, and that's what everybody asks. The yeah. lions are just not, and everybody just goes, yeah, the lions, yeah, it's just the lions, bears, isn't it? So. Like, the bears Andy, have... you need to stand up for yourself. He can't. Tell this guy, tell this guy to eat <laughs> shit. <laughs> that's all you have to do. It. I, I made an ill-informed decision, so you're uh, a good whole head taller than him. You tell this guy <laughs> it's, it's he wants head. a proper <laughs> ass whooping. You keep talking about the lions. <laughs> I, I, like I chose the lions because basketball. I, I follow players, and so Dennis Rodman's the Pistons. Oh, love the worm. Love yeah, the worm. yeah, exactly. That's why I like the Detroit. Then, oh boy, exactly, yeah, yeah. bad boy. And then when we watch um, Chiefs and all that. Is like is either Chiefs or Lions, and I've start. I like the Lions jersey a bit better. Let's uh, buy the hoodie of that, and yeah. Now we went down. We went down to London. We went. Down <laughs> you should have gone with the Vikings, though, shouldn't they? Shouldn't yeah, it's purple though, isn't it? That's not. It's That's not a fuck. They're still a hell of a lot better than hold the on, Lions. Hold on, hold on. Let's ask <laughs> these guys. Who owns a jersey? Ask uh, well, them. I, okay. Let's let's do this. See, I, I Ooh, think this is busted my balls. No, no bullshit. You ask these guys. <laughs> I think I think okay. I think your ass about to get outnumbered. No, hold on. Ask them. I think it's an unfair. Just ask them. I will. Okay. But let me preface. Okay. I think this is it's an unfair question because like NFL American football is sort of not a novelty in hold the on. UK, but it's unique, right? Beans, I mean, it's, Beans owns a jersey. So I Gaz do, owns a jersey. So and Andy owns a jersey. So, Ask them. Hold on. Hold Ask them. I, let me. Okay. <laughs> Let's I hear said, it. 
They argue more than we do. I know. They're not brought invincibles yet. See the downside of us recording in the same room together? This this could get ugly. The other night we were talking and I said that I, I basically what I said uh, basically I, I crapped on Jersey guy. Like if, if you're a grown man that owns an NFL jersey. Now I, I didn't even say oh, owns no, one. don't just no, no, you're getting too much into it. Just no. say what you said. I didn't say, say owns one. Said. I said if you wear one other than going to a game or wearing one on like Sunday during the game. I, I'll I'll write that off. That's fine. Which one? If you if you're gonna if you're gonna go to a game with it on or on Sunday when the game's on, you wear the jersey. That's fine. But if it's like a Wednesday in May and you're going to the grocery store with your Mitch Trubisky Steelers jersey on, like You must have seen Andrew. He's definitely done that. You better give him one. You better give him one right now. But that it it's not it's and really like I Hold on. I you still haven't asked them the question. Ask them which one of them owns you the jersey. You just said they all do. Do you all own NFL jerseys? Yes. I, I have don't. several. Or jerseys of teams. I have. So I, yeah, so I, 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 I have, I've got two. I've Every got um, one of them. That's what I've we're got, getting out of here. I've got two. So I've got two Bears jerseys. I've got a couple of hoodies and a couple of T-shirts and stuff. So, yeah, I've got I've got a couple of, couple what about of jerseys. Your, yeah. What about your favorite footy team? Got yeah. A couple? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Do you yeah. have any? Do you have any jerseys with your own last name on the back of them? <laughs> yes, but that's only because that's only because the name of the name of um, one of the players that plays for my team has the same surname as I do. So it's oh, actually okay. his name, but it's my my but surname. Have any of you have any of you paid for a custom jersey with your own last name on the back to pretend that you were on the team? Never. I, no, I haven't. No. I would be on... Adam, have you? Never, no. no. How would you be on the team? I, thank Seriously. you for singling Come me on. out, but no. <laughs> did you, did you, have you not got a beans? $45. $35. Oh, uh, yeah, actually, yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. You throw my name on it? Fuck it. He's already got one with his name I, on it. But it's not his... I, well, it's his name, but it's not his name. Yes, it is his name. It is my name. I, 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 I did. But I didn't pay for it. Because he got a... Cheap is freebie. <laughs> <laughs> There's no custom there. No, I was I was saying that I think that Jersey guy is kind of douchey, but that's more like, like I said, I get you got a jersey you wear it to the game, fine. You got a jersey you wear it at home on Sunday when the game's on, fine. But like if you're wearing the jersey out of season, like just because. To be fair, you know what I'm gonna say fine. I I. No. I, the the jersey, the game jersey I'll wear if I go to the NFL game and I'm maybe on a Sunday from watching the Bears. I probably won't wear it in the week, but I will wear the hoodie. So I wear the hoodie or the t-shirt. The actual okay. game jersey I probably don't wear. So I'm a bit torn between you two guys at the moment. So, but a hoodie or a t-shirt's fine. Mine's a hoodie. About... Mine's a hoodie. It's not a jersey. Yeah. What? But yours a hoodie that impersonates a jersey. No, it's not. Just has a name and a number on it. A hoodie that impersonates a jersey. It's exactly what that is. I've, so I've it's a jersey NFL player with a hoodie <laughs> on. So Ryan has Ever. Ryan has a hoodie that looks like a rugby shirt. Right, okay. with a hoodie and sleeves, with which his, they have with, neither one of. With his okay. own, la- with his last name on the back. Yeah. And the number sixty-nine. And the yin yang. Hey. It's a great number. It's a great <laughs> number to have. With Mother's Day coming up, you better watch your step. <laughs> I'll be calling her up. You better watch your step. I'll tell you that right now. 
Oh my goodness. All right, so I think we're gonna toast. We'll get out of this thing. But as a collective, is there anybody right now that's really been bothering you guys? Like as a group. Besides Ryan. In the UK, is there anybody we need to get rid of tonight? That's what I need to know. Amber, I don't, I, I don't I know whether or not you... Dude, seriously, I was literally going to say the same guy. Who's that? Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan. I Piers love Morgan. it. Let's go. Andy, three, you in on it? Yeah, I'll, I'll go for that as well. All right. Piers Morgan's an alien too. Has everybody got a beer? Let's get one. I've just finished. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. All right. Here's to those that wish us well. All the rest can go to hell. Hell. Fuck hey, you, Piers Morgan. <laughs> <laughs>